Train smarter to run faster. Introduction. First, let me say I decided to narrate this on my own rather than hire a professional. My reason for that is I wanted people to understand and feel my passion for the methodology that I use to help runners and triathletes and my love I have for endurance sports. If you were to ask my mother how old I was when I first walked, she would respond by telling you he never walked. He stood up and ran. For as long as I can remember, I've been running. As kids, that was our mode of transportation. I ran to the playground. I ran to play baseball. I ran to my friends' houses to hang out. That's what I did. I ran. And I always remember pushing myself, constantly challenging myself to get to places faster than the last time, always pushing the limits and always with a smile on my face. I ran my first race in junior high school at the age of 13. I was a sprinter in those days, 100, 200, and some relays. It wasn't until high school I started running longer distances, 400, 800, and finally the mile. I'm a big believer in history and how it molds and shapes our lives. Never in my wildest dreams as a teenager, a child, or even as a young adult did I plan on being a coach. It wasn't until the age of 40 that I stumbled into coaching at a time in my life when I was between jobs, working as a personal trainer to make ends meet. My boss at the club where I worked approached me with an opportunity to coach members of our club for a very big local 10K. I was over the moon with the chance to share my love of running and training experiences with others. And best yet, I was going to get paid to do something I loved and did every day, run. Well, long story short, 22 years later, I'm still coaching runners and triathletes. Over the course of these 22 years, I've been able to study with some of the greatest minds, philosophies, and coaches in the history of endurance sports. Lydiard, Friel, and Maffetone, to name a few. I've studied the science, always staying focused on new developments and understandings of the human cardiovascular system, muscular skeletal system, and overall biomechanics. A great coach once told me, never stop evolving. Every day, there are new developments and understandings about the overall human condition. Adapt and be able to grow. Those words ring clearly in my mind even 22 years later. Adapt and grow. The last 22 years have been the most exciting and rewarding years of my life. I've been directly or indirectly involved with helping thousands of people achieve new goals as runners and triathletes. I've been able to witness and participate firsthand in life-altering programs of fitness with countless people. As a coach, nothing is more rewarding than the smile of your athlete when they have achieved something that was once just a dream. Writing this book's been a very long process. It was important to me to convey the passion I have for coaching and for helping people work toward and achieving a happier, healthier lifestyle through running and triathlon. Keep that in mind always as you read through the chapters. I'm always making myself available through direct email contact if you have any questions as you go through the book, such as my commitment to seeing every reader succeed. Take your time, get a clear understanding of each level of effort-based training, make your training process about passion, commitment, and consistency, and I assure you there will be life-altering results. Be healthy, train smart, have fun, and enjoy this narration. The Prologue. The Origins of Marathon. Before I dive into the methodology and the nuts and bolts of an effort-based training program, I'd like to discuss the history of running a little bit. 
I believe it's always important to understand something about the origins of the sport that you're participating in. We all know the name Marathon comes from the legend of Philippides, the great Greek messenger. The legend states that he was sent from the battlefield of Marathon to Athens to announce that the Persians had been defeated in the Battle of Marathon, in which he'd just taken place, which took place in August or September of 490 BC. It said he ran the entire distance, 25 miles without stopping, burst into the assembly. We have won before collapsing and dying. We certainly don't want that happening to anyone who reads this book. The Boston Marathon began on April 19, 1897, and was inspired by the success of the first marathon competition in the 1896 Summer Olympics. It is now the world's oldest run annual marathon and ranks as one of the world's most prestigious road racing events. Its course runs from Hopkinton in southern Middlesex County to Copley Square in downtown Boston. Johnny Hayes' victory at the 1908 Summer Olympics also contributed to the early growth of long-distance running and marathoning in the United States. Later that year, races around the holiday season, including the Empire City Marathon held on New Year's Day 1909 in Yonkers, New York, marked the early running craze referred to as Marathon Mania. Following the 1908 Olympics, the first five amateur marathons in New York City were held on days that held special meanings. Thanksgiving Day, the day after Christmas, New Year's Day, Washington's birthday, and Lincoln's birthday. But the real igniter of marathon mania was Frank Shorter's victory in the marathon at the 1972 Summer Olympics. The national enthusiasm for the sport grew more intense than what followed Hayes' win 64 years earlier. In 2014, an estimated 550,600 runners completed a marathon within the United States. Today, that stands as a record number of finishers. When you compare that number to the 25,000 finishers in 1976, you'll realize the growth of the sport has been astounding. For too long after the Olympic marathon started, there were no long-distance races such as a marathon for women. Although a few women, such as Stamata Revita in 1896, had run the marathon distance, they were not included in, in any official results. Mary Louise Ledrew had been credited as the first woman to complete a marathon in 1982. Violet Percy had been credited as the first woman to be officially timed in a marathon in 1926. Arlene Piper became the first woman to officially finish a marathon in the United States when she completed the Pikes Peak Marathon in Manitou Springs, Colorado in 1959. Catherine Switzer was the first woman to run the Boston Marathon officially with a number in 1967. However, Switzer's entry, which was accepted through an oversight in the screening process, was in flagrant violations of the rules, and she was treated as an interloper once the error was discovered. Bobby Gibbs had completed the Boston race unofficially the previous year in 1966, and was later recognized by the race organizers as the woman's winner for that year, as well as 1967 and 1968. So at long last, women are allowed to race with men at marathons across the country. So what is intermediate and advanced marathoning? What is this book, Train Smarter to Run Faster? That brings us to the great question. Obviously, with nearly a half a million marathon finishers annually, just in the United States, 
The key to being able to run 26.2 miles is not a big secret. Train long to go long. I know that sounds like an oversimplification of the process, but what about when you want to race a marathon? Then things become a little bit more complicated. Now it's no longer just building a base of endurance. Although a big base is your key to successfully finishing your marathon, now you have concerns that turn to matters such as how hard or fast do you do your long runs? What type of interval sessions do you do? How to manipulate your diet for maximum performance and how to schedule hard workouts to allow both progress, recovery, and so on and so on. Even the most experienced marathoners sometimes have difficulties putting the strategy together so that they can optimize their training on race day. The best answers to these questions aren't so obvious, and they require a solid base of knowledge. You'll get that knowledge in this book. When you're ready to move beyond the basics in marathon, or even if you're an accomplished runner at shorter distances planning to do your first marathon, then it's time to graduate into a more structured, knowledgeable, and informed way of training. So what do I mean by intermediate and advanced marathon training? Simply this, that many runners are not content with just finishing. They want to run a marathon as they do their shorter distances, mainly as fast as they possibly can, searching for that next PR. It doesn't mean that you're going to be dropping everything in your life to focus on nothing but training, racing, and getting ready for that big day. But it does mean that you have to be committed to some sort of structure that works around your real-life commitments. I know if you're reading this book that running isn't how you earn your income or raise your family. We're all different. We all have different physical capabilities. We all have different life plans. We all have different goals. No matter what the goal is, qualifying for the Boston Marathon or just running your personal best, competing in the marathon as opposed to completing a distance without regard for time requires thorough, intelligent preparation. Being dedicated to improving your marathon performance requires knowing a lot of things, such as how hard you do your long runs, given your goal race pace. How hard or fast are your hard sessions? Dialing in your nutrition to avoid cramping and energy loss so that at mile 25, you can run as hard as you were at mile 5. At the end of this book, you can choose a training plan based on your intermediate or advanced goals. These plans are science-based, science-driven, researched in exercise physiology, and have proven successful for marathoners wanting to achieve new best or new goals over and over again. The fastest marathoners in the world have some key talents in common. But again, if you're reading this book, you're not striving to be one of the fastest marathoners in the world. However, because we understand the science, because we understand these attributes that make these great marathoners great, we know which of these attributes are most important for a successful marathon, and we know what types of training best improves them. Marathon training is a combination of balance and knowledge. It would be easy for me to say, here's an intermediate or advanced marathon training plan. Go out, have fun, good luck. But I truly believe the educated runner becomes a better runner. That's the goal of this book. I wrote this book to give you all the knowledge that has been given to me over the years by some of the greatest coaches and trainers in the industry. When you finish this book, pick your training plan. You will truly understand what it takes to guide yourself, motivate yourself, and execute your training with energy and success.